Hello and welcome to the Pokey TCG cast. Alex here, and this week I made a set of some horrible decisions. The first decision wasn't too bad, given that it was only staying up until a measly 5 a.m. on Saturday night. Well, Sunday morning, I guess, at that point. But it's definitely been the latest that I've stayed up for a while. But it was all for hanging out with friends, doing a draft with Forbidden Light and Ultra Prism. That was another terrible decision. Drafting two booster boxes at once took way too long, and I might recommend it against not doing such large drafts. They are fun, kind of. Well, actually, more than just kind of fun. They, they are definitely really fun, but they take a long time, so mistake was starting it at 6 p.m., and that definitely took a long time to do. But my second bad decision was made on Monday when I decided to make ice cream. It's not that difficult. And because of that, I had some really good ice cream. And I learned how to make some really good ice cream. And this might be a recurring phenomenon where Alex makes ice cream. It's quite a deadly trap that I've walked myself into. But aside from my bad decisions, this past week... We got our first glimpse into the Forbidden Light format with special events in Mexico City with 56 players and Tools Fonts at 136 players. In Mexico City, we only got a little small glimpse into what the format looks like, where we only got to see the top 8 without any further digging. And we saw that in Mexico City, that Necrozma Malamar that was played by Sam Chen, Raul Reddy, and Daniel Altavia, who got first, second, and fifth. It's kind of funny because they're also all-American players that did very well at this tourney. Then we also saw a standard Ultra Necrozma deck in third by Fernando Castaneda Perez, Zoroark Garbador in fourth from Juan Espinola Ortega, Buzzrock in sixth by Anal Garcia, and eighth by Jose Juarez Gonzalez, and Cardivore in seventh by Ida Arjario Soto. I may have butchered some of those names, and if you have a problem with that, I apologize. So, just looking at Mexico City, we saw that Ultra Necrozma is definitely a popular deck. Buzzrock was also a popular deck, and had some room for some less popular decks, which is good. It's good to see a format where less popular decks do still thrive, and we actually see this a little bit better when we look at the top 32 of the Tourth France tourney. And for the top 32, we see that there were 9 Ultra Necrozma Malamar lists, 10 Buzzwell Lycanroc lists, 2 Lycanroc Zoroark, 2 Zoroark Garbador, 2 Turbo Buzzwell lists, 2 Espeon Garbador, 1 Naganadal list, 1 Greninja GX, 1 Regular Greninja, 1 Vikavut Tapupolu, and one Lapras list. And so across these two events, we see that Buzzrock was played 16 times in Top Cut, Ultra Necrozma was played 10 times, and other decks were played 22 times. So just looking at those numbers, we see that there's definitely a lot of room for other decks to be played, but at the same time, we see that Ultra Necrozma and Ultra Necrozma variants, as well as Buzzrock and Buzz variants, are definitely the most popular and some of the more successful decks available in our format, which was pretty much what people were expecting with things like Beast Energy and Diancy. 
those are definitely some really strong cards that were just handed out to Buzzrock as well as the baby Buzzwool, quote unquote baby Buzzwool. It's kind of a monster sometimes, but putting a non-GX variant of Buzzwool is just really strong, especially when your opponent is at four prizes. So definitely really strong. And Ultra Necrozma was definitely a strong deck with so much one-hit KO potential, which granted Buzzwool also had, but something that's a little bit quicker for setting up those one-hit KOs, something that's a little bit more consistent with Mysterious Treasures, as well as Malamar, and having some other tech cards available definitely helped consistency for Ultra Necrozma, and as well as finding a place for Donovan's Necrozma to kind of slot in definitely makes the deck function pretty well, given the consistency of Donwing's Necrozma as an attacker, and given that its three psychic attacks aren't a huge cost anymore because of Malamar, and the fact that we've also got a slew of other psychic attackers, such as Mimikyu and regular Necrozma, that also fit in fairly well. It's just a really strong deck that people were theorizing, and that came out true with a lot of success within both these top 32 decks. Now, we also see that Zoroark has definitely lost popularity, which does make sense given that we've got a lot of non-Zoroark decks that are really strong. And of course, there's always going to be those times where people try to fit Zoroark in as the draw engine where it doesn't necessarily work the best. But success-wise, though, Zoroark still does really well given that Hedy Brahmi won tours with Zoroark. And so Zoroark still is strong, at least at the beginning of this format. When it gets a little bit further down the line, when people are able to decide on what successful looks, lists look like, then we might see less of those maybe not as strong decks. Especially given that Buzzrock really did make Lycanroc Zoroark run for its money for a while especially within the last format of Standard, as it really prairies on pretty much any deck that plays Zoroark, because fighting weaknesses hurt, and with all of the tools that Buzzrock has now, that allows it to deal a lot of damage and really take advantage of that weakness, it really does not have to work as hard as it used to to really prey on Zoroark. And then lastly, we see that Garbodor was not really well represented at this event either, given that it only had a few showings in Zoroark, Garbodor, and Espeon Garbodor, really. And we definitely know that Espeon Garbodor is pretty much there to try to take down and take advantage of the Buzzrock weakness. But even at that, I think it really isn't sitting as well, because even though you're hitting a Psychic weakness amongst most of the deck, it still does not put out damage numbers that are really impressive enough to really take one-hit KOs without multiple energy attachments, unfortunately. Unless you manage to go that full route of using Trash Lange Garbodor. Zoroark Garbodor, likewise, does have a little bit of that issue of necessarily being able to put large enough numbers out with Zoroark. Garbodor with Trash Lange makes this a little bit easier as it really preys on what Buzzrock needs to set up, largely the large number of item cards that seem to really slip in and out of their hands quickly as they desperately try to attach energies as quickly as possible. And so 
Zorak Garbodor really does take advantage of Buzzrock's need to have a quick setup, but if the Buzzrock decides to play conservatively, then I think that it might be game over for Zorak Garbodor, but that's just a very broad statement just made on how those archetypes function. But aside from those specifics, of the deck. We see, though, that there is a really large variety of decks that are available in this format. I mean, sure, there are two quote-unquote best decks in format right now, but we did see 13 archetypes across 40 players, with two of those being varieties that are built off of those best decks. But with this much variety, we can see that there is some room for archetypes to compete and tune deck lists to more consistently beat those top two decks. And there are some choices in deck making that have already showed up to really combat against one of those, but even right now I can't think of really specific cards that really take advantage of alternate Krasma. Maybe with the possibility of being able to deny their metal energy attachments or something like that, I don't know what exactly is going to hit the deck hardest. All I know though is as this format moves on, there are going to be specific tools that are going to hit that deck to try to better the matchups. And quite honestly, I'm going to be pretty excited to see what kind of creativity people have and players have to be able to put these tech choices in targeting those best decks. Now, I touched on some of the archetypes that have performed so far in this format, but how are they special? And are they performing well? I'm kind of unsure of what the Naganado variant was in Tours, but I've seen metal variants online that play with Duskmane, Necrozma, GX, as well as the quote-unquote baby form, as well as a few other tech ultra beasts like Kurtana and Dunwing's Necrozma. It seems to hit consistent damage for little investment for Naganado, well, it can charge up Duskmane Necrozma for some big hits, utilizing Beast Ring fairly well, sometimes using Max Elixir to charge it up. Quite honestly, it kind of looks sort of like a toolbox deck where it's able to use Naganado very similar in the way that Galosipiad functions, except Naganado does this a lot easier. It doesn't require switch-ins, it just requires Ultra Beasts on your bench, which this deck almost exclusively uses Ultra Beasts. The only time that I've seen a non-Ultra Beast drop on the bench was because it was a Tapu Lele. That's it. So, Nukanandel puts out some really good damage. Ultra Space really fishes out for Ultra Beasts and uses them very well. Kartana does not get the short end of the stick when it comes to Ultra Space. So I think that's largely why Metal Variant of Nukanandel seems to be doing fairly well. And probably the big thing to me is it really takes advantage against Buzzwool as it's able to hit for weakness, meaning that it can easily one-hit KO Buzzwool. It can charge up Duskmane Necrozma's on the bench to be able to one-hit KO Lycanroc. Now, I'm not sure what its matchups are like versus Ultra Necrozma, but I do know that Vanilla Necrozma variants do have a very hard time with this deck given that it hits a big-time attacker for weakness. Necrozma is resisted by Duskmane Necrozma, meaning that it does take an extra energy investment to be able to one-hit KO Duskmane Necrozma because of that resistance. And so, I'm sure Ultra Necrozma has less of those issues given that it still sure takes 
an extra energy investment as well, even though it's not resisted, but it does hit 180 damage very easily. Now, Zoro Rock seems largely the same, but puts a large emphasis on consistently having Field Blower, Guzma, and N. Enhanced Hammer and Parallel City are also present, meaning this deck largely plays by disrupting and bench sniping at the moment. We'll see how card cards change to see where this goes as a deck, but I'm going to guess that it largely stays the same and kind of just takes a little bit of a matchup hit to Buzzwool. Now, Greninja GX is a largely a spread deck that's kind of similar to other rogue spread decks that have popped up in the format, playing with Greninja GX, playing with Latios, and playing with some other spread attackers as it f sees fit. Honestly, Greninja GX is a really straightforward list, and quite honestly, it pretty much does does that one thing where it snipes with Latios, and Greninja just snipes as itself. And so it runs a very, very slim skeleton and a lot of extra consistency cards. Now, there are a couple of other techs like Patch and Super Scoop that are put in, but largely this list is pretty straightforward. Now, the last sort of archetype that kind of stands out is Lapras. And this one's a little bit surprising, given that Lapras hasn't really performed well in the format before, so why does it have a chance now? And largely, I don't think it necessarily still holds a good chance. Just kind of a deck list that got lucky. Caleb Gittimer has a lot more insight to this, given this was the deck that he brought with and has a lot to say about. Now, granted, Caleb wasn't at this tournament, which is still fine, but he's definitely worked on getting Turbo Lapras to work. And quite honestly, one of the big things that does make Turbo Lapras work is the fact that the number, damage number that it's hitting isn't something as large as Zoroark's 210 or Decidueye's 250 HP. Just a lot of this format has changed to hitting 190 damage as a very definitive number that is needed to be met. And we see that with Duskmane Necrozma, with Donwing's Necrozma. Well, Donwing's Necrozma is at 180 HP. Vanilla Necrozma also at 180 HP. Buzzwell sitting at 190 HP. Ultra Necrozma at 190 HP. So largely the number is 190 HP, with honestly only a few Pokemon poking above that just a little bit. And that's Zoroark, that's Lycanroc, that's Naganodo. Those are really the big members that have popped up that hit above that. Sure, there's also Greninja GX that popped up as well. There's Espeon. Largely, there is still a number of guys that sit just above that 190 HP threshold. So unless there's some tools that are available to Lapras that allows you to hit 200 or 210 easier, this is largely a deck that just kind of targets a few of the decks in the format and kind of falls face first against a lot of the other smaller decks. Now, another thing that allowed Lapras, though, to get sort of good is with the printing of Volcanian Prism Star, and largely it's the most useful as it allows the deck to discard water energy to activate Aqua Patch. Now, it also has the side effect of being able to disrupt your opponent, so 
if they do not have a really good bench composition and if they don't have a good way to be able to switch back to their current active Pokemon, it really can take a whole it can really take a hit on their deck. All in all, I'm pretty happy with the way that the format is shaping up. There's definitely room for other decks to pop up as well, which I'm definitely excited to see as the season goes on, especially as we approach Worlds. Now, it will be interesting to even see if some of these decks actually stay around for Worlds as well, or if there's enough stuff in the next set, Celestial Storm, to really shake up the format. But right now, the start of the new format with the release of Forbidden Light really has shaken up the format a little bit. So this way, Buzzwell Lycanroc isn't the only deck that sits atop, not necessarily untouched, but pretty comfortably. I want to thank you for tuning in to the Poke TCG cast this week, and I hope to see you next week. <laughs>